in your mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. So good. Everyone have a good Christy and New Year. I keep saying to people, like, it feels so long ago now. <laughs> but I haven't seen any of you, so I feel like I need to say that. Um, we had a great break and a great summer and it's just been wonderful. Back into life, back into reality now. I'm pregnant with my second child. Covering it a little bit tonight. Trying to look skinnier than I am. Black always does that. <laughs> Gotta love the colour black. Um, but yeah, it's just great to be here. So this weekend um, and the theme that we're in at the moment and for tonight, it's called Dream Home. And... Uh, what it's about is basically your dreams, your desires, your vision for your life, your goals and the things that you have for this year. And so that's what I really want to speak to you about tonight. And the scripture that I really felt for tonight was Isaiah 43:19. It says this, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the part of this scripture that I really felt for tonight was the last part that says that he can make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And here's the thing with God. When things look impossible, he makes it possible. When things seem like it's never going to happen, that dream, that vision for your life, those things you've been living for, maybe that it is that dream home or whatever it is. Those things, those desires in your heart, when it seems like it's the wilderness, God comes and makes a path straight through that place. When it seems like it's dry, where it's a desert, He will come and make a river in the midst of that dry season. And so tonight, as I share, and I just want to unpackage the word tonight, I want you just to keep that in the back of your mind, that He wants to throughout this year and throughout this season and whatever you're going through, whatever things you're believing for and dreaming for this year, that he wants to come and make a path straight through the middle of those wilderness things. He wants to make a river in the dry and the desert seasons. In those things maybe that you've been believing for for years, maybe you haven't seen them come to pass yet, that this year could be the year that he comes and makes that path in the midst of that situation. So, it's, you know, it's really important that we have a vision for our life, that we have dreams and we have things that we purpose and a plan for our world. In fact, in Proverbs, it says that without vision, people perish. That actually, with, if we don't have a vision, that it actually causes us to perish. And see, this is the main problem with us teaching evolution in this society because it's telling us that we come from nothing and that we're going nowhere when actually that's not the truth. And what that's doing is feeding a society with no purpose, with no vision and no plan for their life when actually the truth is God created you from the beginning of time even before you were born with a purpose and a plan and he wants you to have a vision for your life. And without that vision, we actually perish. When you can't see a way, when you don't know the future, when you don't know the plan for your life, it causes us to be downhearted and some of us to perish. 
And so it's so important for this year and for 2015 that you have that vision for your life. You have that purpose. You have that plan. It may not be exa- work out exactly the way you think it will, but as long as you have that end goal and you trust God through the journey, that that vision and that purpose keeps us going and keeps us in Him. So tonight I want to look at uh, a well-known passage in the Bible, but just unpackage it a bit more about um, how we actually get a vision for our life. And I want to look at the passage in Habakkuk 2 verse 1 to 4. So I'll read it to you and then we'll have a look at it. It says this, Habakkuk 2 verse 1, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Isn't that an amazing passage of Scripture? Can we check the um, message version up, if, if you've got it? Oh, great. Oh, you're into it. Let me redo this. It says, what's God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. I'll climb to the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I'll wait to see what God says, how he'll answer my complaints, full of self but soul empty. And then God answered, write this, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. I love this passage. I love Habakkuk because he's complaining to God. And asking all these questions, then God comes back with this beautiful thing of like, write it down. What do you see? It's going to happen. Just this encouraging word. And tonight, I just want to unpackage this scripture of how he got the vision for his life. So the first thing that happened here, after he's complained, he says this, I will stand my watch, set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. Can I say something to you first up? You can only receive the God-given vision from the God-giver. He is the only one that can give you the vision and the plan for your life that is actually the best plan for your life. We need to first up and before we do anything, we need to go to God and get it from him, the vision. You know, we can make up visions for our own life. We can make up our own plans. I have great plans for my life, amazing plans. I'm going to be very rich. I'm going to be very wealthy. I could, you know, go and do all this business stuff. And, you know, I have all these sort of things that I think I could do. But when you go to God and you get the vision from him, he actually gives you the vision that gives you life and gives you purpose and the things that he's ordained for you from the beginning of time. And you can only get it from him. I am no good. I can encourage you. I can help you. Your pastors can encourage you. They may see some things in you that maybe you haven't seen before. But ultimately, God gives us the vision. He created you. He knows you better than anyone. He he had that vision and that plan 
set out for you before you were even born. So we need to go to him to get the download of what the vision is. And Habakkuk did that. He said, I'm going to just wait upon God to see what he will say to me. What has God said to you? That is the vision. That is the plan. That is the purpose for your life. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans of good and not of evil. Plans to give you a hope and a future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows the plans. Is that good news tonight? Thank the Lord. Because I have no idea sometimes what I'm supposed to be doing, what way I'm supposed to go, what direction, you know, what's this year look like for us, you know, those sorts of things. Maybe you're, you know, in a cross section wondering what way to go. Can I tell you, God knows the plans for your life. He knows the direction. He knows the call. He knows the path better than we even know it. And all we need to do is just wait upon him to receive that vision from him. You know, waiting on God is different to almost like praying to God. We talk about prayer a lot and it's so important. It's really important that we have a prayer life with God. But but praying to God or having a prayer life, it's, it's very vocal. It's very, you know, putting your request before him and thanking him and, and worshipping him and, it, you know, maybe standing in the gap for things. And it's, it's this vocal sort of moment with God. But actually waiting on God is almost opposite. It's a stillness. It, it's a quietness. It's like a waiting upon him. And just as much as we need to pray to God, we also need to learn to wait on him and to have moments where we're just still and we're just quiet and where he can just actually speak to us. You know, instead of us just talking, 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 okay, thanks God, you've got my request today, great, great. No, but time where he can actually begin to speak to us. A lot of the time that I hear from God is when I'm in the word, when I'm quiet. When I, maybe I have a, a pen and, I, and I'm just reading the word and, and he'll begin to speak to me out of the word of God. Or maybe it's a time at home where it's just quiet or in worship and you're just still and you just hear the unctioning of God. This is how we get a download of vision. It's not necessarily in your moments of Jesus. They're great moments. But usually they're a time when you're just quiet and still and waiting on God. If, can I encourage you? I know we're already into February this year, but if you haven't waited on God yet for this year, why don't you just this week spend a moment just still, just quiet. Sometimes we don't like that. It's a bit awkward at times. I don't know if you're someone that's in a car or something, you have to talk the whole way because you feel awkward if there's a silent moment. And sometimes we're like that with God. We're like, oh, this is awkward. I don't know what to say. But actually, it's a real amazing time when you can just wait and the presence of God can just come or you can just be reading your word in the quiet and he begins to speak. We need to get our vision from God. You know, last year, I, I sort of was feeling very frustrated at where I was at. I, I have lots of dreams, lots of things I want to see. Um, I have vision for my life, but I felt like I wasn't really 
doing anything towards that. I was in this sort of, I am in this season of motherhood and I absolutely love it. I adore it. My son is the best thing ever. But I was just feeling a bit frustrated, like, should I be doing something else? Or is this, you know, all God wants me to do in this season? And we went to Queensland for a holiday and I just went for a walk on the beach one day, one morning. And, and I just sort of prayed a quick prayer to God, like, God, if this is what you want me to do in this season, then that's fine. Like, I love being a mum. I adore it. But if there is something else that you would love me to do towards the vision and towards the dream, then let, can you let me know? <laughs> just, you know, just talk to me. But I sort of just was at that moment, just like came to a resolve in my heart, like I'm cool with this season and I'm loving it. And, and But then I just sat on the beach quietly. And as I was there just quietly, it wasn't like I heard, you know, the audible voice of God. But I just remembered, almost it was like this memory just came to my, to my mind of a dream I'd had as, as a very young girl to write a, a book for teenagers, actually. And I won't go into all the details, but it's something that I wanted to do as a young girl and it's sort of something I've just put aside. And in my mind, it's been something that I um, thought I'd do when I'm 50 or 60. When I <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Like when I'm like almost retired, like I'll do it then. Um, and I literally have not thought about it for years. Like I haven't even thought about it for years. But as I was sitting there, I just prayed this prayer. I was just waiting on God. I didn't say anything. I was just sitting there, you know, watching the waves roll in. I just remembered this dream. And it was just this so, just this beautiful moment. I just, I just knew in my heart that God was bringing that back to life. And that this was the season, not just to be a mum, but maybe just to start to put some pen to paper and start writing this book. And the thing is, if I hadn't been talking to God and yelling to God and not waiting on God and, you know, just going about my day today, I probably never would have had that moment. I never would have got that download from God, this God moment where I knew he wanted me just to start to, to make that dream become a reality. But because I just sat and waited on God, in those times, and it may not be this like amazing, crazy God audible voice, but just a sense or a knowing or like I said, a thought, something's reminded you or you may see a picture of a person or someone you're supposed to pray for. Whatever it is in those moments, God starts to almost give this vision download into your life. When we can learn to wait on him, he is the vision giver. If you're here tonight and you don't know what the vision is for your life, you don't know the purpose. You don't know the plan. He can give it to you. And he's not holding it back, not wanting to. He's desperate to put the purpose and the plan in your heart because he knows without it we perish. And he knows that he ordained it before you were born. But we need to learn to wait on God and get it from him. The vision comes from God. So Habakkuk did that. And then God comes to him and says this, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. We need to receive the vision from God and then we need to write it down. We need to write it down. I think we can underestimate the power of writing things down. 
this day and age, we have no excuse to not write things down. You have your phone, you have your laptop, your iPad, your like billion little technology things. At any time, any second, I can just grab my phone out and write a thought, write a note, write something down, write something, you know, it may not even be a God thing, but we have no excuse to not write things down. And the thing about writing, the thing about putting things to paper, I think it does a few things. I think firstly, it helps us to remember because we can be in times with God and we're like, oh, that was amazing. I had the best night at church. Do you ever do this? You're like, oh, that was such a good message. And then someone asks you about it, you're like, I can't remember. Like, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, it's such a good morning at church. What did I speak on? I can't remember. <laughs> no, it was really good. <laughs> it's like we forget. You know, these moments with God or things God does in our life or maybe even something someone says to you that really impacts you. But a few, even a few minutes later or a week later or a few months later, we can totally forget what's happened. And so writing it down helps us to remember it. It keeps us accountable to it. Once it's written down, it's there. It's solid. It's locked in. We are accountable to those words. We are accountable to those things that God has spoken to us about. And thirdly, it puts action to our faith. It's like speaking things out. It's like confessing things, writing things down. It actually begins to create those things instead of them just laying dormant in our minds or in our hearts. When we start to write things out, when we begin to confess things out, they actually begin to create. They actually become, they become real in our life. And it puts a bit of action to our faith. It's not just something we're believing for secretly in our heart. It's something that we're beginning to sow into and write into and put action to what we're believing. Action to our faith. And God told Habakkuk, write what you see. Just write it down. Why? So that he who reads it may run. How cool is that? That he who reads it may run. We need to write the vision down. You know, every year since I was a young girl, this might be a girl thing, but I love to journal. <laughs> All the girls probably here agree. Probably not so much the boys. I don't know. Uh, but that's just something I've always loved to do. So I always have written things down. And I love looking back and, and reading the things I've written and, 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 you know, in those moments where things seemed impossible and, and things God could never do and then reading it a few years later and just almost laughing at the goodness of God that, that he did those things, that he brought us through those seasons and he brought those blessings and all those sorts of things. I remember as a young 16-year-old girl writing in my journal, not told a soul, not told anybody, just purely between God and I, that one day I'd love to just be a pastor, to be in ministry, that that would be just such a, that's just such a big dream of mine. But as a 16-year-old girl thinking, it could never happen, that, you know, no one knows who I am, no one knows anything, that that's the dream of heart. I'm shy, I was embarrassed, I was, you know, not the type of person that would be up here speaking, this, you know, it's just not my natural well, back then it wasn't my natural. I was more of a shy young girl. But I remember writing these things in my diary and then, you know, not even knowing about later, five years later, that I would be ordained in our church and I'd be asked to preach and minister and things that I thought God would never be able to do that he did. 
you know, each year, Daniel and I, my husband and I, we, we write goals and we write dreams and visions for our life and things we're believing for, for the coming year. And um, each year, you know, we write our own goals and we write something together that we're believing for. And, you know, some years they're, you know, they're just fun things. Some years they've been more serious things we're really hoping God will come through on. And, and I just wanted to read each year. Um, of the things that God, that we've written down that have happened. In 2010, Dan was um, volunteering at the time for church, working in mental health, and we're really believing that that would put him on staff full-time. In 2010, Daniel went full-time staff at church. 2011, we're believing that we'd go to Europe, we'd have enough money to go for a month. We went to Europe for a month. 2012, we were believing to fall pregnant. We fell pregnant. 2013, we're believing for a healthy baby with no complications. We have a wild, crazy, definitely healthy child with no complications. 2014, last year, we're believing to buy our very first unit, our first place on the Northern Beaches. And November last year, we bought our very first unit on the beach in Monaval. Total miracle. You know, and I just am continually blown away by just the faithfulness of God. And, you know, there are things we're believing for that haven't happened yet. Don't get me wrong. But there is something so powerful about writing that vision down and agreeing together that God can come through. And and every year there has been something that God has done, that he has come through and that we have seen him fulfill some dreams and desires in our heart. Don't underestimate the power of writing the vision down. You stay reminded of that thing. It keeps you accountable to those things. And it puts action to our faith. The beginning of this, it also says, write the vision and make it clear. Can I just say one more thing on this point? Write it clearly. Don't be over sincere. Don't be over holy. You know, don't be like, oh, the Lord, whatever your will is for my life. No, what do you want? Write it down. Make it clear. You know, write those things down. God, he's the one that put the desires there in the first place. He's the one that wants you to have them more than you want them. So write them down. Put some faith into your, put some action into your faith. Don't just let it be something you wish for that will never happen. Write it down. Let God come through and then all the glory goes to him. Write the vision down. The vision comes from God. And secondly, we need to write the vision down. Third thing it says here in verse 3, it says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. In that message version, it says, it will come right on time. Sometimes it feels like he missed the boat. The time was last year for that to happen. But when that dream comes, when that vision comes to pass, when you're in the plan of God, the call of God, and it does happen, you're thanking God like, thank you, you know the right timing. I thought it was last year that would have killed me last year. So thank you that you know the timing. We need to learn, thirdly, to wait for it to come to pass. In Psalm 37, 7, it says this, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. I love this passage. It's like, rest in the Lord, wait patiently on him. But then it says, do not fret when others are prospering in their way. Because this is our human nature. We believe God, we write these things down, we're thanking Jesus, you know, it's February, we're all inspired, it's going to happen. You know, then it gets to maybe June, July, and maybe, you know, you've been believing for that boyfriend or that husband, and then, you know, your best friends, they get the boyfriend and the husband, and you're like, God, what? No, that's what I wrote down for this year. That's my man. That's not her man. I've been believing for this. Or maybe that person gets the job that you wanted. Or maybe the person gets the, the um, financial breakthrough that you've been believing for. Maybe they get the car that you ask God for. And you start to fret. You're like, oh no, but God, but there were the things I'm believing for and, and it looks like everyone else is getting them, not me. But this is what God's saying. He says, hey, don't fret when they're prospering in their way. You just wait patiently for me. You just rest in me. You wait patiently knowing that God's got it. Knowing that it says in this word that it will not lie. That it will not tarry. It will come, but in the right timing. And in the timing of God. We need to not get worried about other people's prospering and other people's breakthrough, especially when it's the breakthrough that you're waiting for, especially when it's the thing that you're believing for. God is not short of funds. He is not short of miracles. He is not short of boyfriends and husbands. He has enough for everybody, but he knows the timing, and we need to trust him with that timing, and we need to just almost rest in God. And wait patiently and not fret, pet, when everyone else seems to be prospering and you're not. Because God's got it. And it says here that the vision does not lie. If you receive the vision from God, it will come to pass. Pastor Phil said something amazing this morning. He said, impatience robs us of our inheritance. When we're impatient, it's actually robbing you when it could be actually we should be being patient and waiting for the inheritance. Impatience robs us of those things that God has for us, of those breakthroughs, of those dreams, of that vision. So we need to wait patiently and trust God's timing. And not get out prematurely, not stop believing prematurely, not allow the enemy to discourage and bring you down. When maybe it looks like it may not be happening, but believe that it will. And holding on to the word that God's got it. You know, last year when we were really believing for to buy a place and to buy a unit, we've been saving for years and we really felt like last year was our year to buy and we looked all year, literally every weekend, every, like, we probably looked at over 60 apartments. And it was just the worst, discouraging, every Saturday I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go. And it was like, they're just, oh, they're just, everything was just way out of our budget. Or it would say on the website, you know, over offers over 500 and gives you this glimmer of hope and then you, you go to the inspection and then it goes for over 600,000 over our budget and it was just this really discouraging time I just felt like we're never going to get anything 
And, um, and I just sort of almost gave up on it. I was like, okay, whatever. We're just not going to buy this year. It's all good. And at the women's conference this year, Pastor Chris uh, did like an altar call, stand, you know, you're believing for a breakthrough or a miracle. And I just stood and it's almost like I just gave it all back to God, like, God, this was the vision for this year. You know, this is what we, Daniel and I were believing for. We've been looking all year, but I just give it back to you, whatever. <laughs> and literally two weeks later, and we'd really been, been believing for a certain suburb, like things we really wanted, but there was just had been nothing where we had even wanted to buy. So we were looking out of that suburb and looking everywhere, looking at all options. But two weeks later, a place came up. We went, we saw it. The lady on the day accepted our offer and we bought it that week. We paid our deposit. So I was just like this, this moment even of remembering that even when, as I said at the beginning of this, even when it looks like the wilderness, even when it looks like the desert, God can make a path. God can bring the river. We just need to be patient and we just need to wait. And we need to not stress when it feels like everyone else is getting their dreams and their vision and I'm not. God's on his way. God's got it. And you can trust him with your life. We need to wait for it to come to pass. You know, when I think of this, I think of Joseph in the Bible who had these dreams as a young child that he would be this ruler in their country, that he would be someone great, that so great that people would bow down to him. And he had these amazing, huge dreams for his life. But he was rejected. He was beaten. He was sold into slavery by his own family. He was falsely accused. He was thrown in jail. I mean, he is so far from the dream that God had given him. He's so far from the vision for his life. And this wasn't just over a year. This was years and years and years. Just in jail, he was there for two years for something he didn't even do. He's probably sitting there thinking, God, what the, what is going on? Like I had these dreams, I had this vision, and I'm a slave in jail. And I thought I would be someone really great. But it's an amazing story because literally in one day, he went from being a slave in jail to being the governor of Egypt. In one day, after years and years and years of nothing, not even just nothing, but worse than nothing, of being chucked in jail, being hated by his family, of being sold, like just terrible things. In one day, God turned it all around. You know, and this story always gives me hope of like, just hang in there. It may just be that one more day. It may just be one more day until God turns it all around. Don't get out prematurely. Don't give up prematurely. Know the word of God. Know that God gave you that vision and he wants to give it to you more than you even want it. He knows the plan. He knows the purpose. We can trust God with our lives. He can turn it all around in one day. We need to wait and be patient for it to come to pass. You know, the end of that story with Joseph, the day that he becomes the governor of Egypt, it, he, he, it, he says this, it says this in Genesis 42. This is just when he'd become, after everything he'd been through, he finally got to that place that he dreamed on. It says, then Joseph 
remembered the dreams he had dreamed. I just love that. It's like after all that, after everything that happened, when he finally stood in the dream and in the vision that God had given him, it's like he remembered that God had given him that dream and that he had finally got there. Write it down. Get it from God. Wait patiently because he will bring it at the right time. He knows you better than we know ourselves. He's got it and he'll bring it right on time for you. Can we close our eyes tonight? I'd love to pray for some people tonight and and almost maybe just open the altar up for a few minutes. And just pray with some of you. Maybe there are things that you're really believing for for this year for your life. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's even a spiritual thing. Maybe it's a, a, you know, a health thing. Whatever it is, you've written that vision down. You've sought God. You've got the vision and you're believing for it this year. I'd love to just stand with you and believe with you. Maybe some of you, though, have not done that yet. You haven't waited on God. You haven't had a moment with God where he can just download the vision that he has for you. Maybe you have no idea what the purpose and plan is for your life. Maybe you don't know what he's called you to do or to be. Before we pray for anyone here tonight, just with every eye closed, I just want to have a minute's silence where you can just Look away to God. You can just wait on Him for a minute and allow Him just to speak to you. Something for this year. Something for where you're at. Something for the season you're in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. 
thank you for the purpose and the plan you have for our lives. I thank that you know us greater than we even know ourselves. That you created us for a reason, with a call, with a vision, with a purpose. Father, and I thank you tonight, Lord, that you would speak to hearts. Lord, maybe that are visionless, maybe that don't know the purpose, don't know the call. Lord, that as they wait on you, God, that you speak. Thank you, Lord. You know, just as every eye is closed, I'd love to pray for anyone here tonight who doesn't know God. Maybe you are sitting here and you you don't know the plan for your life. You've never met God before. You've never known that there was a God that created you to have a plan and a purpose for your life, who has given a vision, who created you, who knows you. Tonight, don't leave this place without knowing Him. He can change everything in one minute. He can turn any situation around. You were never meant to live this life alone. He created you for relationship with Him. He wants to walk with you. He wants to help you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to bless your life. He wants to give you the best life possible. Tonight, if you don't know Him, I'm going to ask you on the count of three to lift your hand. And I'm going to pray a prayer with you to invite Him into your life. Or maybe you're here tonight and you feel far away from God. You once did know Him, but you've drifted away. And you need to come back tonight. You want to come back tonight. You missed God. You need Him in your life. I'd also love to pray for you. Or maybe you're just not sure. You're sitting here tonight. And if you were to walk out these doors tonight and your life was to end, you're just not 100% sure that you know that you'll go to heaven to be with Jesus. This is the wrong thing to be unsure about. Be sure tonight. Have relationship with God. It's not a set of rules and regulations. It's a God, a Father walking with you, committed to you, to your best life. So on the count of three tonight, if you've fallen away and you need to come back to God, if you've never known God before and you want Him in your life tonight, or you're just not sure and tonight you want to be 100% sure, then on the count of three, just lift your hand and I'm going to pray a prayer with you. One, two, three. Just lift it up and let me pray for you tonight that you would know God. That you would walk with Him and He with you. Just lift your hand let me pray for you tonight. If you need Him in your life, you know you're sitting here right now and you're nervous. 
that's just God knocking on your heart, saying, let me in. If that's you, don't leave tonight without knowing him. Just lift your hand and I'll pray with you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. stand to our feet, church. I'm just going to ask the worship team to sing a song. And as they do, I'm just going to open this altar up just for a minute or two. And if you want to come, maybe you just want to wait on God for another minute. Maybe you want prayer and agreeance for the vision for your life for this year. Or maybe you just want to come and submit it and commit it to God. The dreams, the call, the things you've been believing for then just come and I'd love to pray with you tonight as we sing this song.
ready for that word. Awesome word. Church, we're going to close this meeting, but this altar is still open. If you'd like to receive the ministry, if you'd like to receive prayer from Kaylee, please don't miss this opportunity. Come down to the front and we'll definitely pray for you. There is coffee in the glass house. We'd love to see anyone who's here for the first time. We'd love to have a coffee with you there. Church, have a great week. May the Lord bless you. May his face shine upon you. We'll see you in connect group.